0: I heard this mine is haunted by the ghost of a hundred dead Apaches. That's the dumbest thing I ever heard. Well, how do you know you ain't never been in it? Yeah, well, you know what I heard? What? I heard the valley down there. Is haunted by three Apache armies! That don't even make no sense! Ah, Hey, you. Go. You know what I heard? I heard tell of a mystical creature that rides up on that ridgeline at midnight and they'll snatch your soul right out of your eyeballs
1: do oh, believe it! Not for a second!
0: Let's see you pitch camp on that ridge come tomorrow night!
1: I did! Three times! Last winter, Right in the dead of winter! When they say the wind howls, and there's creatures that come and get you riding the wind with very sharp teeth that's sharper than a pickaxe.
0: Oh, malarkey. Ah. Ah. I suppose we'll never know the truth anyway. It ain't like someone gonna sit down and explain mysteries to us.
1: Nope. Nobody's ever gonna explore the unexplained,
0: or conversely, explaining the unexplored. Nope. Yep. You know, if they did, they'd, they'd probably have to do it for no pay.
1: Yeah, and they probably wouldn't even get sponsored either.
0: Nobody'd know nothing about him. I guess, I guess a, a a poor guy'd just have to stumble upon him someday.
1: That's the worst way you could find out about it. The worst.
0: Worst! <laughs> 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 huh? 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 I think I did it!
1: I think I found some monoatomic gold! I don't believe you. Yeah, me neither.
0: Hey <laughs> <laughs> everybody! Times used to be hard.
1: They were rough. <laughs> They's rough.
0: There was, a, there was a time in America where a man could work all day and wouldn't no one would believe a single tale he told, no matter how <laughs> tall it was.
1: No matter what personal anecdote he gave. That's right. Welcome
0: uh, to Blurry Photos. Hey,
1: everybody. You've stumbled upon the uh, rich vein. Mm-hmm. You set your pickaxe right in the middle of, of it. mystery. Yeah. This is Blurry Photos, and I'm David Flora. I am David D. Stecko hope you had a great
0: halloween oh man let us just take a moment to look back on the rich fulsome month that was blurry photober mm-hmm. tasty tasty now it's time for pie town this whole month all i care about is pie that's it <laughs> pie 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 pie
1: pie. every pie, every pie, kind pie, of pie pie is, it, it it is there back. a uh, <laughs> this is a pie bering. is there a certain pie that you that you have a fondness for all of the pies I mean,
0: there are, there are some pies that are just, stupid. Rhubarb? uh, actually uh, a rhubarb pie. No. Uh, I'll say this, a, a chess, chess, chess pie. Yeah. Yeah. No, thanks. Really? Yeah. I love chess pie. Chess? How, why? Why do you not like it? Chess is uh, no. It's I just I don't get it. I don't well, ch- know. Chess is a game, dude. It's not a pie. I don't get what chess, chess is. A is. Game. It's not a pie. And the name doesn't help you at all. It Doesn't help you pie. It's not a pie. Now what do you know? <laughs> I don't believe you. Yeah, yeah. but
1: hmm. uh, but man, like pumpkin, raspberry, apple, Dutch apple. You ever had butterscotch? No. It's well, it's basically just butterscotch pudding in a pie crust
0: oh yeah i'll, I'll eat that pie <laughs> what, what, what's the, what's our pie based podcast called
1: oh <laughs> um the pie of
0: horus the- where we discuss mysteries of the illuminati <laughs> and baked goods <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh yeah oh nice, we sh- nice. no
0: oh, i apologize we do not start with puns that is not <laughs> fair to you it's unkind to us
1: i, I bet there is a podcast out there though there better be because i want it Mel Evans, you, you better direct us to a podcast, <laughs> Mel
0: Evans, why don't you create a piecast? Fun there you fact. Go. There you I'm go. gonna put this out for the listeners. Personal information about someone else before I check it with them. <laughs> Mel Evans, the co host of the a uh, spectacularly fun and entertaining An Hour uh, with Your Ex. Spectacular. Uh,
1: <laughs> the Muy especial. Espectacular. <laughs> uh, uh,
0: An Hour With Your Ex. Such a fun podcast. Please, please listen to it. Mel Evans is I don't I don't I don't know what the what the word is for like what's a bakestress. She's a bakestress. But like, I mean, I don't know what what was the official uh what was
1: pie boss? Cake cake boss? Cake ace of cakes? Cake boss? Cake? No. Cake holes I can keep going.
0: Oh, if if Hogwarts school was not about wiz- wizardry and witchcraft but just about baking pies, <laughs> she would be the headmistress of the school. She <laughs> would be Dumbledore of pies. <laughs> She she even has like this great, great fundraising thing. I, I went to a pie party at her house where you pay money and it's a fundraiser, mm. and everyone just eats pie. Hmm. Way to go, Mel Evans! <laughs> You're out there getting it done.
1: Nice. So uh, let's uh, let's get into some some funness because uh, if if everything goes as planned, and it will, this little um, uh, hot number is going to drop on November the fifth. Mm-hmm. It's too bad there's no poems about the 5th of November. It's too bad there's no poems or anything to um, no, nothing do. Nothing of historical significance. Yeah, nothing, nothing happened any time on any day in history. Oh, hold on. Let me check the internet. Oh, do you want to do that while we're here? You're so fast. That's such a good typist.
0: <laughs> oh, my
1: goodness. What did you find? Right oh. now, your screen is blank. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> your computer's like, oh, I can't take this. No, 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 no. Well... Yeah, if you are one of our uh, many uh, friends in the old UK, mm-hmm. you might be getting ready or already celebrating <gasps> a Guy Fawkes Day.
0: Ooh, if you don't know who Guy Fawkes is, it's okay because you're familiar with his idiot face. <laughs> Not his face, his idiot face. This weird, stylized mask.
1: Right, right. You've you've seen it. Uh, you you know it. You love it. You love to hate it. If or, you don't,
0: or, or you're conflicted because you hate to love it. But you <laughs> can't right. stop.
1: Uh, don't know about him. That's where we come in. Yeah. Uh, we are talking tonight all about Mr. Guy Fawkes. and the Gunpowder Treason. Mm, goodness, goodness. Let's kick it off with some
0: uh, some quick poetry to give people a. Uh... A little little roundabout what we're dealing with.
1: Let's do it. I wish I was uh, as cool as Hugo Weaving, but well. Oh, remember, remember the fifth of November. Gunpowder, treason, and plot. I know of no reason why the gunpowder treason should ever be forgot. I can think of one reason
0: that it just happened like four hundred years ago. <laughs>
1: Exactly that almost. It should be almost forgotten? Yeah, almost um, almost
0: exactly four hundred years ago.
1: Uh a little over, actually, right? Yeah. So uh Guy Fawkes is the name slash face associated with the infamous failed gunpowder plot of sixteen oh five. Yeah. Which was intended to blow up the House of Parliament and kill King James I and many of the lords that were gathered there.
0: You know why? Why? Try to take our guns.
1: Oh. Yep. Mm hmm. You also know why? Tried to force us. What? what? Why else? Try to try to make us have, buy health care. Yeah. Try to try to get us a, a, some health care. No, thank you. No. You know what else? What? Try to take our jabs. Ticker our jabs. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, he was. Uh, he decided that he didn't like the way Parliament was going, so he was going to blow it up along with a few others. He gets all the credit, but mm-hmm. Guy Fox, A.K.A. Guido Fox,
1: A.K.A. John Johnson.
0: Yeah, that's right. Um, he. <laughs> He was a part of this this uh, group of uh, five conspirators. He fought uh, in the uh, for the Spanish during the Eighty Years' War. Uh, came back to London, um, and and he he took issue. He took yeah. issue with some some things of the day.
1: There were yeah some hot button issues yeah, that he got too hot for TV. Too <laughs> hot. So uh, let's let's talk a little bit about his life, and then yeah. let's talk about this plot that. Uh, they oh hatched.
0: man, I love this. I am I am. Sitting at the cusp
1: of a podcast that
0: I'm really gonna enjoy.
1: Yeah, we got a real fun uh, historical podcast here for you, and uh, uh, not not much uh, in the way of uh, sexy, uh, um, like paranormal mystery, but uh, it's, history's mysteries. But it's well, it's it's history's sexy uh, stuff. Yep, it's it's real neat, real fun.
0: This is one of the few episodes
1: you can quote at a dinner party and not look like a jackass. Mm-hmm. So, about Mister Falks, born in 1570. In York, England, to Edward and Edith Fox. Edith is a boy's name. Uh,
0: <laughs> hey there, Edith. Where's that? The, where's that Guido running off to again? <laughs> oh, Edward.
1: <laughs> Edward uh, Bunker Fox. Uh, Edward died when uh, Guy was eight. And then Edith remarried a few years later to a uh, Catholic chap named Dennis Bainbridge.
0: Hello, I'm Dennis Bainbridge. It's an honor to make your acquaintance. and You would you would fill my days with the warmest of sunlight, would you agree to be my wife? And of course I'll take under my care your, your son, Guido. <laughs> he wasn't
1: called Guido yet. <laughs> he's going to be Guido the whole time. I,
0: he's, he's never going to not be Guido. <laughs> Uh, what's that then? <laughs> you want to take me and go on? Madam your your, your every utterance is, is but birds singing in my ears. Please fill my every waking day with your music.
1: Oh you're a cheeky one aren't you? Come in and get a little taste of this.
0: As, as as my footman says as long as it gets his taste. <laughs> <laughs>
1: see the tables there they got turned <laughs> they got yeah. turned on you uh why I, I just mentioned that he was he <laughs> what did was, you just do you just got, wha, wha, wha. <laughs> uh i just mentioned that he was catholic yeah what's that have to do with anything
0: uh i don't think it has anything to do except for
1: everything, everything. Thunder sound, the eagle cry and dramatic guitar <laughs> it's a big deal yikes What's the uh uh British version of of the eagle sound? Emphatic bagpipe. <laughs> <laughs> See, I was I was going to say the uh proper tea sip. Ooh,
0: <gasps> I like that.
1: Stern stern harpsichord. Stern <laughs> harpsichord. <laughs> I don't know if you can handle it. Oh yes. Are you serious? Oh, yes. Did you really just slip that horrifying pun in? God, I got to use that music degree somehow. That was
0: brilliant. <laughs> that was absolutely brilliant. You're the Messiah of that pun.
1: Oh! Double down. And people have already turned it off. Yep. Because everybody knows puns are what everybody listens for. All right. Uh. So here's what uh, uh, him being Catholic has to do with it. In the, the 1530s, we're we'll go, going back a little bit. You you may know him, Henry the VIII. Might have heard of this uh, bloke. Uh, yeah, most of
0: the verses are the same as the first.
1: Yeah. <laughs> he, uh, <laughs> he got uh, got a little tired of of the old ball and chain. Yeah. Wanted a divorce. Yeah. Pope says no. Pope says nope. Pope
0: says no. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> What's a pope say? Nope. What? Nope. Nope. Pope says nope. Pope says nope. Sorry, uh, ma'am. The pope has said nope. So uh, no
1: no <laughs> It's like, not all right. Like
0: the Italian housekeeper. No. No. no.
1: God is not here. <laughs> so uh, he he wanted uh, he wanted a, a divorce and uh, since the pope was in charge of everything granting that, you know. He said no. So what did uh, Henry do? Well, <laughs> this is awesome. He said Hey, uh, forget about the Pope here. I'm gonna do things my way. Yeah.
0: Well, what do you mean the price of stamps is going up? I guess I'll seed from the
1: Union. <laughs> he broke the English church away from Rome. hmm Which, uh, got him his divorce, but, uh, also threw the country into some religious turmoil.
0: Right. and w- But you know what, though? It didn't last too long. I mean, it's all done now. Na- oh. Oh, sorry, Ireland. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah. See that. That's this. We are dealing four hundred years later, still with the repercussions of this decision to create the Church of England versus the Vatican mm. in a winner-take-all battle for control of the tiniest island in Europe. <laughs> in
1: 1558, Elizabeth I ascends the throne and proceeds to make the English Protestant Church, which uh, becomes the Church of England, with uh, with the Act of Uniformity. Uh, Protestant became the state religion. And Catholicism was pretty much outlawed, although some traditions remained uh, just for some general appeasement because she couldn't have half the people hating her fully.
0: Uh, (laughs) 50% of the time, the population hates her 100% of the time. (laughs)
1: 33% of the time, you can trust every statistic that you hear. So one of the things that this act did, it said if you did not attend Protestant services because you were Catholic— and and didn't, you know, you chose not to, you were deemed a recusant Catholic. And for anybody who didn't attend uh, a church service at least once a week, they were fined 12 pence, which uh, I saw somewhere could amount to something like 11 pounds sterling in like 2007. They didn't even have like a very... Yeah, current uh, estimate, but in 2007, I guess it it added up to about 11 pounds. So that's not an insignificant amount.
0: No, no, that is that is not chump change. And so yeah, the the sleeping in on Sunday tax that was a big deal, and it wasn't just about piety or devotion to God. It was given how this change was brought about. It was uh, it was about uh, kind of patriotism. It was about loyalty to the crown. Mm-hmm. So people who. Didn't go to the Protestant services. They were viewed askance. Yeah, there
1: was there was a a, a belief that they were not loyal to the crown. Right. Yeah. So that's uh, what we're what we're dealing with uh, right now at this time. Yeah. Uh, in history, there's there's a lot of of Protestant versus Catholic yeah. going on, and
0: Protestants winning. It is a mm-hmm. very as a the the Catholics are being very persecuted for their beliefs. The Catholic priests have to functionally go into hiding. Uh, Catholic services are held in secret. Um, they it just has to go underground. Uh, yeah. People can't can no longer publicly uh, worship uh, in, in a Catholic church.
1: And uh, the funny thing is, this started with Henry VIII, and then it, it took the swing to to the Protestantism, and then uh, after him, it, it took a swing back. To uh, being a more Catholic uh, leaning country, and then yep. when uh, Elizabeth gets back in there, it it comes right back to yeah. to Protestant. And James the first, when we get to him uh, taking the throne, a lot of Catholics are are kind of hopeful for for him. Not necessarily that Catholicism will be the religion du jour, but that it would be Tolerated, at least tolerated. yeah. Uh, and we'll get to that in a bit, so right now things are 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 swinging uh Protestant mm-hmm. and Guy Fox's family and he are uh kind of on the other side of the river on this one
0: pretty thoroughly so and he had a lot of upbringing that made sure that he was mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he was he was who was trained
1: from the crib, so he attended St. Peter's School in York where he met John and Christopher Wright who were uh, pretty prominent later players in his life. We'll get back to them in a minute. Best buddies help you blow up Parliament. (laughs) BB (laughs) forever. (laughs) So skip ahead a little to 1593. Uh, He traveled to Flanders, which uh, then was the new Dutch Republic, to fight for Catholic Spain in the 80 Years' War. So he was fighting... Uh, for Spain, who is at this time England's second most infamous uh, uh, enemy, behind yeah. always infamous France,
0: you might you might notice that England's enemies are ranked also by proximity. <laughs>
1: uh, true, uh, England, fresh off of the defeat of the Spanish Armada, there's still a little bad blood there. But Spain is Catholic, and Guy decides to fight for them uh, against the Dutch, and he was described. As, quote, a man of great piety, of exemplary temperance, of mild and cheerful demeanor, an enemy of broils and disputes, a faithful friend, and remarkable for his punctual attendance upon religious observance, end quote. He earned respect among uh, his fellow soldiers and the attention of one Sir William Stanley, who uh, led an English regiment in Flanders, and he was also... Uh, somewhat of an explosives expert. No way. Yeah, yeah, pretty handy there. And at some point, started going by the name Guido. <laughs> and I, I couldn't. Was did you ever find anything where it was like, is this a just a fashion thing that he he was doing it, or was it uh, to to gain favor in I Spain? Think, or, I
0: what? think because it's a less English-sounding name. You I guess know, it's like if I decided to fight in the Mexican Revolution, <laughs> you know, like like hey, my name's my name's Henry Williamson. I would like <laughs> to fight for you. Nope, no. I would probably I would probably try to try to blend that name a little better.
1: Yeah. Alfonso Garcia.
0: Yeah, you know like you know you yeah, so he's like, "Oh, well, you know, I'm not I don't want to be John yeah. Fredrickson, so I'm I'm Juan Frederique, or something you know like i i think that it was an a, attempt to be like no 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 guys i really am on your side here right let's kill us some protestants
1: he uh guido is 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 an italian name mm-hmm. it's it's not that it's uh, spanish uh and no, with I, the well i i think i said uh-huh. that to gain favor with Spain earlier. That's why. But oh. with the, you know, the the seat of uh, Catholic power residing in the Vatican in Italy, that makes a lot of sense. Well,
0: at the time. At the time.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. Still does. Yeah, still does. Yeah, okay.
0: Yeah. Still, They're consistent. Okay. Way to go.
1: Uh, so it's at this point in his life where he starts getting involved in this plot that uh, <laughs> that we're teasing at. 1603, James the I ascends the throne. And Fox is granted leave to travel to Spain for an audience with King Philip II there, about the Catholic oppression in England. During the trip, he was reacquainted with Christopher Wright, one of his old school buddies, and the two of them sought support for an invasion of England by the Spanish. Yeah, I guess uh, since you know they're they're doing. Uh, the old midnight uh shift change there. Yeah, of exactly. Monarchy, then that'd be a good time to strike. And uh, he even goes so far as to call James the 1st a heretic.
0: Hey-o. Oh. Dropping the H bomb before they'd invented a real H bomb. <laughs>
1: <laughs> James the 1st uh also he, he was uh the Scottish uh king at the time, King of the Scots, and he was known as James the 4th there when they brought him over there to uh history and math man (laughs) yeah he lost uh, he lost three jameses in the transition became james the first
0: so this is where we get into it like the really the the kickoff to why we still know his name and why there's a poem and all this Mm -hmm. and this is the this is the thing that i'm i'm i most enjoy about this is that um the image of guy fox is really popular and we're going to get into that you know after we get through this uh, towards the end of this um you know the masks Uh, V for Vendetta. I mean, honestly, that movie is a hundred percent of the reason why we wear Guy Fawkes masks, you know, Mm -hmm. for whenever we decide we're going to occupy something or be anonymous on the internet that we go to hot topic and we buy this mask and we put it on (laughs) and now we're an activist
1: which is which is awesome. Uh, excuse me, a uh, hacktivist. Oh, God. That's a real one. That's not mine.
0: Oh, that's so, that's so despicable. <laughs> um, but it is. It's, it's hilarious that, I mean, literally no one would use the mask if it wasn't for that movie. And second to that, Guy Fawkes was not like a man of the people. He absolutely wanted to overthrow the government, not because the government was unjust, but he wanted to institute a theocracy he yeah. wanted to have a a completely church run government he hated by the people for the people for what, you know the extent to which they had and it wasn't that it wasn't that the british government was oppressing religion overall it was that it was oppressing his religion he wanted his religion to be doing the oppressing yeah so um it, it's 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 a delicious irony that he's seen as this oh no we're we're taking back the night because it. I mean, it was it was a religious zealot yeah. that wanted to blow up all the people who didn't agree with him. Yeah, yeah. So how did and he got really far with it? Tell he, us about his did. friends. Well, <laughs> he
1: he failed to receive support from the Spanish. They oh. they enjoyed it. They they liked that he came and had a good time. I'm sure, but they said uh, no. They're you know? like,
0: hey, could you um could you do me a favor and just take our armada up? The- oh,
1: I'm sorry, Lo Siento. <laughs> No tango, un armada. <laughs> <laughs> Adios, amigo. <laughs> Adios, punta. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so he he goes back to uh, Brussels, and um, Sir Stanley, back uh, back from the the war, uh, introduces him to Thomas Wintour, who proposed intentions to assassinate the new king and requested Fox's help. Being, you know, a uh, military man and, and very yep. well versed in explosives at the time. Not
0: afraid to get his
1: hands dirty. Nope. Rolls up them knickers and <laughs> wades right in. Who liked to have a bit of the old flash bang then, eh? In 1604, Fawkes, Wintour, John Wright, and uh, a man by the name Thomas Percy, and a man by the name Robert Catesby, who was basically the leader of this little rabble. Yeah, that's a fun fact. Yeah. Uh they met in the Duck and Drake Inn in London to plot a conspiracy against the king. This was uh orchestrated by Catesby. Mm-hmm. Percy was uh the money, basically. He was he was the one that was funding most of this stuff. Whatever they needed, he was he was gonna fund it for them. It was apparently decided that the men would dig their way under the House of Parliament, yep, plant many barrels of gunpowder, and when the king and parliament were gathered for the opening of of Parliament. Kaboom! Bam! They would detonate the barrels and end the Catholic oppression for good and all! That's
0: right, because everybody knows that you can instantly topple a government if you just blow something up. Yep. History has proven time and time again that one big explosion ends
1: everything. Exactly. And you wake up, and it's all bunnies and rainbows. Yep. Once the snake's head is off, Mm -hmm. no more snake. False. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't really happen like that. Uh,
0: Well... But, I mean, in their defense, they didn't know that at the time. These were the first guys whose idea was to blow up the government. And then, and so, I mean, it was viable to them. They, yeah. didn't, they didn't have the perspective of history.
1: Right. Well, this, this is a, a fun little thing, too. While evidence was apparently not found for a tunnel having been dug, uh, and, and, and maybe that that was just completely made up later on, if the conspirators did begin a tunnel, they weren't really uh, ready for what tunneling under Parliament meant physically. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that uh, the plan was abandoned after uh, uh, Thomas Percy was able to rent a storage room. Underneath Parliament. Underneath Parliament and the undercraft. I Yeah.
0: If they tried, if they started, I'll bet you they did for like half a day. And they were like, seriously, is there a better way to do this? <laughs> Can we just like rent something? <laughs>
1: Can you guys look around and uh, see, see if there's anything nearby?: which I mean, and also the, is there the, a horse that's really fast can just run through the doors?
0: yeah, we, yeah. but, yeah, but it, and it's amazing at the time, you know it's it's the house of parliament. who's going to mess with you? nobody. do you want to rent some room underneath the Pentagon to store your comic right, books? Right: Sure.
1: yeah, exactly. Uh, they had like little storage uh, rooms in the Undercroft. yeah, mm. and it's they a good way to make money, and what, what are you going to do from there? Yeah, blow up Parliament, <laughs> wanker.
0: They probably thought it was just there to store high hats and uh, buckle shoes. Yeah, um, and and the, so they then they start. So now they've got. I mean, they're they're further along than they thought. They've got this great place of a, a room, begging to be filled with gunpowder. Yeah, yeah. So it's right
1: underneath where the king's going to sit.
0: Yeah. So now they start. I mean, even then, it's not like you could just walk around going, "I'm buying gunpowder. Who's got gunpowder?" <laughs> uh, but at this time. You could absolutely get a hold of of gunpowder not mm-hmm. a bunch at a time, but you know the the lot 80 of skirmishes yeah, going the on eighty years it. war is over also there's always shit kicking up with France yeah yeah um, and so it's it's easy so over time these guys are slowly amassing gunpowder, and they get a lot of it and there's mm-hmm. not history is not hundred percent sure, but between one and three tons yeah of of black powder mm-hmm. and so they load it onto these this little boat. And they just kind of paddle it across the Thames. And unlike now, at the time, the Thames was a highway. Yeah. It was it was for trade. It was for uh, merchant ships. That was a busy place. So one little dude in a boat, nobody cares. No, nope. no one notices.
1: And and a lot of uh, uh, I think either restaurants or inns or, or what have you, was storing stuff under Parliament, so yeah. carrying a bunch of barrels in and out is not going to arouse suspicion either.
0: Yeah. So this continues for some so, time, Yeah. and, and they're able to amass a large amount of
1: gunpowder. And in 1605, in March, they got those barrels in there under under Parliament. They covered them with a bunch of scrap wood and metal. Yep. And uh, by August, the gunpowder had decayed and uh, uh, was unusable
0: yep, it's, so. it's underground next to a river little damp A <laughs> little damp
1: now the funny thing is parliament was supposed to open in July but because of the little thing that you might have heard of called the plague yeah they pushed it back, on, pushed account it account back a little, on account
0: and of plague and this is this is a particularly just crappy little piece of, of elitism that all the all my lords and my ladies they're out in the country mm-hmm. just kicking it in the summer because the Thames sport stinks It reeks. And London is an an unpleasant place in the summer. Mm. So they have to come in and then like, oh, what is that? Is it plaguey? Is it plaguey? We'll just wait until enough people, you know, just let that burn through the the lessers and then
1: we'll show up later. Yeah. We'll go to a spot where they're not dumping their feces out of their second story windows onto the street.
0: Night soil, love. It's not feces. It's night soil. (laughs)
1: You make water, yeah. and be- then you dump it on the skags below, Hey, <laughs> eh? Pray they don't get their taste. <laughs> Those get a taste of me, all oh. right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, by August... Uh, everything, everything was decayed. Everything yep. was unusable. They had to bring new powder in, so they get new powder. They have to yell and scream to get more money, and they get you know everything yep. settled uh, settled away. They they bring new powder in in October. Uh, Fox, Catesby, Wintour, and a new conspirator to the group.
0: I'd like to, I'd like everyone to welcome him,
1: Francis Tresham. Hi, Francis. My name is Francis, and I'd like to blow up Parliament.
0: Long-time conspirator, first-time contributor. Thank you for having me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I brought donuts. Please help help yourselves. I haven't exploded anything for three weeks now. I'm getting a bit dodgy. I can feel it
0: in me teeth.
1: (laughs) At night when they're talking to me. (laughs) And I'm throwing out my night soil. (laughs) Uh, So they met to discuss how to save certain Catholics who might be caught in the blast... Because, uh, lo and behold, there's still some people up there in in the government that are Catholic or at least sympathizers. So they wanted to talk to see if there's any chance of of saving, you know, some of the people they want to save. On the night of October 26th, there was an anonymous letter that was delivered to a man named William Parker, the 4th Baron Monteagle, which warned him not to go to the opening of Parliament and ended with the phrase, They shall receive a terrible blow, this Parliament. The conspirators learned that uh, the Baron had received this letter, and they panicked. Right. You know, <laughs> they're like, "Up, oh, jigs up, cheese it. But nothing seemed to really come of it. And in fact, uh, a couple days later, Fox went and checked the powder. Mm-hmm. Nothing looked like it had been bothered. Everything was still there. Everything was in order. Monteagle, however, showed the letter to the king. But again, nothing was done.
0: Oh, what are they going to do to me then, eh? I'm in Parliament. They cannot touch me. I'm in Parliament. I'm the King of England for Christ's sake. Oh, look sakes. at me. I'm upset because I cannot, I cannot bow down to the Antichrist in the Vatican. Oh, oh. I tell you what, they can administer a lethal blow to this. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a few words for you. The Pope's
1: a dope wanker. <laughs> <God>. Suck it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, night of uh, November third, Fox is, is down there with the with the gunpowder. Yeah, yep. making sure everything's good, Make, making
0: gunpowder angels. <laughs> yeah, he's <laughs> <laughs> gonna blow up so good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and apparently, some guards came in. It's like, what's all this? Then I? I yeah, he
0: was seen entering. And, um, there was something about his dress. I think he was dressed conspicuously, hmm, something
1: and, to give uh give pause, yeah, to and the so guards.
0: they were like, uh, "I don't know, send some guards down there, see what he's up to, yeah,
1: and apparently he was able to talk his way out of it. uh, the guards were satisfied that he was a little weird, but nothing too too out of the ordinary, so they left Catholic mind trick, <laughs> these aren't the explosives you're looking for." <laughs> He he went out of there and uh, talked to uh, I think Catesby again, and, and Catesby's like uh, they don't know anything; they're just making their rounds. You know, go back. We you know it's one more day to to the yep. everything blows. And so the next night, the night of the the fourth, he goes back and he's hanging out. Now he's got a, a watch with him. He's got a, a, a slow match yep. and and some uh, tinderwood, I think, and he's he's waiting because Parliament opens the next day. Yeah. On the fifth, so there he is. He's he's sitting there, uh, twiddling his thumbs in uh, in the gunpowder, and, in, and in, in comes Jack Bauer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of. <laughs> uh, the guards uh, bust in and they find uh, Fox there, uh, who called himself John Johnson. Yep, which is kind of like calling yourself uh, John Smith. Yeah, today
0: the John doesn't change. <laughs> yeah.
1: But the, the jig is up. They know he's up to no good and they, they kick around a bit and don't have to do much because they find the powder there under all the debris. Yep. And uh, they find the match on him and, and uh, arrest him.
0: I believe someone very earnestly said, What's all this, Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, they bust him. Now, here's a couple. This is a, a part of the story that I really enjoy because it shows you how far no one has come since then. What they find is a terrorist. Now, um, fun fact: uh, England at the time had outlawed torture. Torture not allowed. However, because you were dealing with a terrorist plot, the king, and it, this this document is has been retained. And it's in a museum. Mm-hmm. The king signs an order saying, "Do what you got to do." Yeah. Start light. Yep. Start light. Feel free to turn up the volume as much as you want. Mm-hmm. In all of and, and at the time, the most. Uh, brutal form of torture anyone had come up with because apparently they didn't read history books. Then was the rack.
1: Yeah. That's the device. uh, That's a table where you're laid out. Your uh, arms and legs are strung out and it just pulls and pulls and and pulls. uh, They turn a crank and you you basically just pulled apart.
0: And in all of England, there existed but one rack Mm -hmm. in the tower of London. And so to the rack with our buddy Guy Fox, just as a fun political aside, everyone hates torture Until they really
1: want to know something. Right. (laughs) And uh, not much has changed. Right. Um, He was tortured for the next four days. Yeah. Yeah, that guy held out tough. Yeah. Uh, Eventually, uh, he did give up his real name, Guido.
0: (laughs) Guido. (laughs) Guido. Seriously? Like... It's Guido. I wanted to <laughs> oppress this Spanish girl, and I know she'd think I was English. Guys,
1: <laughs> Guido. <laughs> he uh, he then gave up the plot, and then he finally gave up the names of the other conspirators. Yeah, he gave it all up.
0: So, what are the others doing during
1: all this? They yeah, know, you they know,
0: couldn't help but notice nothing's exploded. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah. Spots of bother with the old conspiracy march <laughs> and overthrow the government. Couldn't
1: but notice uh, nothing went boom-boom, eh? Well, here I
0: am, sipping my tea, just really enjoying the flavour, when it occurs to me... Nothing's f***ing exploded! <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> so, the others... Find out uh, that Guy Fox has been captured, yeah. and they hightail it. They they cheese it off north, and uh, they try to rouse supporters for the old Catholic cause uh, as they go. And uh, they Follow are me,
0: running away.
1: Their success rate was zero percent. Yeah, a big old goose egg. Goose
0: <sighs> egg. <laughs>
1: yeah, bring it back. So they, they hold up in a place called Holbeach House in Staffordshire. But a man by the name of Richard Walsh, sheriff of Worcester, rode up with a posse of apparently 200 men. Hey-oh. That's why they call them wasps.
0: <laughs> it's, like, it's like a swarm. Yeah. I get, get it. I get it. <laughs>
1: And uh,
0: I'm I'm kind of proud of that
1: I'm I'm kind of proud of that one They had a skirmish uh, Kind of a This is is it A six on 200 skirmish Right, yeah, they were like, this is it boys We'll make our last stand here, right? And they threw one of them out
0: in a steamer trunk And he popped up and was like (laughs)
1: Regulators! Boom, boom
0: (laughs) Oh, crap, these are flintlocks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: boom, boom. Ah! Click,
0: click, click, yeah. click, click, click.
1: <laughs> yeah, so they apparently tried to fight, or at least some of them charged. Wow. Then again, I mean, their their
0: friend had just spent four days being tortured in the Tower of London. Best case scenario, you go
1: down swinging,
0: you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, that's true. Uh, Catesby, Percy, and the Wright brothers all were shot dead. And... um, the rest of them that uh, that were there, they they had a few. It's kind of side players in the old plot, but they were uh, they were not alone. Uh, got arrested and uh, sent to the old Tower of London. Boo. So then, in January 1606, Fox and the rest of them that were still alive found guilty of treason. Foxes marched up to the gallows at Westminster Hall and uh, was to be hanged, drawn, and quartered, as was uh, custom at the time. Treason. For treason. But uh, apparently he leapt to his death from the gallows to avoid the pain. Which Smart. Is, yeah, not a, not a bad...
0: At that point, this is a guy who knows pain. <laughs> and you can actually... Uh, I saw this. Over the course of the uh, of his interrogation of his torture, he is made to sign documents, sign confessions. And he kind of... Because they're extracting information from him piecemeal, there's a few of these things. Mm. And you can see, like, the the first signature... And the last signature, like the last one, is just like a broken, destroyed dude. This is a guy who's who's looked into the abyss. He's been tortured for
1: days. Of of course, he was like, no, yeah, nope, I've whatever's, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> uh, because uh, they didn't hang you to kill you. They hanged you until you were almost dead. Yep. Uh, and then they subsequently eviscerated they cut, you. They, they cut off your naughty bits and yep. then burned them in front of you. Yep. And then.
0: Yeah, they would they would also um do a very specific vivisection in some cases. I mean obviously we don't know what they were gonna do to him because they didn't let him do it, but um in some cases. And they as a matter of fact, uh Braveheart's got a little right, bit of this. Right. Where they would um open the abdomen, pull the guts out, and you can live an unpleasantly long time mm-hmm. after that happens.
1: Yeah. Uh and then then tie you to horses and, and have you uh Pulled through the streets until you were dead, dead, dead. Yep. And then send your body parts to the corners of England to let everybody know they meant business. Right. This is what happens. That's what when happens. When so you f- you a stranger yeah. in the ass. <laughs> uh,
0: they didn't have Corvettes yet, so they had to find a way to get the message across.
1: Uh, and they apparently did all that anyway, even yep. though he was dead. And uh, after that, the old uh, king encouraged the Londoners to celebrate the plot's failure. Mm-hmm. On subsequent November fifths, by lighting bonfires, in an orderly fashion. Yeah. I didn't die today, everybody. From henceforth, just like big f***ing bonfires
0: are uh, within lighting, reason, but, 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 within be, reason. Be cool I mean, it. come on, it's a party. We're we here to we have fun. Yeah, we want to have fun. But didn't get out uh, of control. Yeah. Now pay attention. We maybe, don't want a real
1: Parliament <laughs> Gunpowder Plot going on. Am <laughs> I <laughs> right? Wankers.
0: <laughs> but yeah so and and again smartly done oh this guy tried to blow up the entire government came within hours of getting away with it <laughs> so you you torture him you make a public execution and then you establish we f-ing caught you for trying to mess with us yep. day Yep. as a, you know that's that's a big deal you know that's not dissimilar from how we still do things and so I mean, a smart move by the king, and it does. It stay. I mean, the poem itself. Don't don't forget. Yeah, you know, can never be forgot. And so that's it's a it's a hell of a thing. Yeah,
1: that's uh, Guy's life in the old Gunpowder Plot, and then obviously November fifth in Britain is now known as uh, Guy Fawkes Night or Guy Fawkes Day or Bonfire Night, uh, or for a while there, Gunpowder Treason Day. Or uh, uh, everything was supposed to go boom-boom, but it didn't day. Uh, Gunpowder
0: Treason Day, the name was changed because some people that were new to the country didn't understand, and they thought that they were celebrating, but they were trying to overthrow the government.
1: <laughs> now a days, uh, bonfires are lit, and throughout history, effigies of Guy Fawkes have mm-hmm. been uh, burned. Uh, little, little straw dolls or whatever. Children would uh, take their effigies of Guy door-to-door and collect money for them before burning them hence the uh phrase penny for the guy penny for the guy right and uh, um, in the late 19th and early 20th centuries uh, uh you saw the rise of uh, fireworks for celebration get added to the, to it
0: which is pretty natural
1: sure sure and then <laughs> throughout history uh i think other effigies uh, were burnt as well here and there just kind of it's it's a catch all day for whoever's uh, uh getting your goat Right, then you burn their face, and that included uh, the old pope or yep. uh, Benedict Arnold for the short time it came across to the colonies, prime ministers, yeah, yeah, whoever you didn't like,
0: <laughs> and and here's the thing, and so and and now we have the Guy Fawkes masks, the anonymous uh, you know, Occupy movements, things like that. People wear this, I think, because again. Because of the movie, I mean, the, the movie V for Vendetta, um, it opens with the poem, um, yeah. you know, and it, it refers to this guy who it kind of glosses over some points. Just oh, here's a guy who didn't like how the government was treating him, mm-hmm. so he was going to overthrow it all by himself. Kind of leaves a lot of it out, and so the movie sets up this mask is like, oh no, it's everyone and no one, it's this popular movement, mm-hmm. and that's why we still see that. That's why it's popular now. That's why, I mean, I I was in a mall this weekend and walked by Hot Topic and there was a rack of Guy Fawkes masks, Wow! which is even more funny considering a corporation is churning these things out by the thousands to sell to people to protest corporations churning things out by the thousands. Yep. So if you're going to protest, make your own mask.
1: <laughs> Time Warner is who owns the, that, the rights to that yep. mask. They get uh, paid a fee with each sale. Oh. Um yeah, uh Alan Moore's uh graphic novel uh, V for Vendetta, mm-hmm. the main character whose name was V wears the mask and uh because the artist for the graphic novel, David Lloyd, came up with the idea of the the mask to to kind of give uh, V an image, mm-hmm. you know, to to crystallize that character. And well
0: done, by the way. <laughs> And, really, and <laughs> that guy clearly knows what he's doing because it worked like crazy. Right.
1: right. But uh, David Lloyd was doing it in a way to celebrate uh, Guy Fawkes' image as an anarchist and a revolutionary. Yeah. Uh, which Alan Moore agreed to, but was like, "Well, David's a little, little weird for that, but uh, yeah. it's a good image." <laughs> right. And they, there was even something I found where they were asked about. Uh, anonymous and the Occupy movement and and any other anti-establishment uh, groups who have adopted this symbol to stand for what they stand for and Moore uh, and and Lloyd basically were they were happy to see it yeah. and and I think because uh, Moore said he he felt that uh, it was it was good that an idea of his made an impact I think that's where he was coming from for it David Lloyd thought it was uh, an all-purpose image. And uh, makes the groups akin to a one versus the system scenario. Right. And um, he th- he, again, he thinks Fox was a great revolutionary. So eh, I don't know. He, well, that's the, that's.
0: yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I can see why Alan Moore's happy. I mean, because the character that he created is that. Mm-hmm. Things get muddy because he then co-ops the, the face or the stylized identity of a guy who was not an anarchist.
1: Right. Right.
0: this guy had a very clear vision of the government he wanted to replace the current one with you know like he he wasn't just a political uh, issue at all it was a, it was one of just straight religion yeah um do you and,
1: think it it's kind of the same thing as if people in the future would have like osama bin laden masks or something uh maybe
0: maybe i mean it is it is a a, a theologically driven extremism mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and but it is it is interesting to me that that things get muddied in that regard, you know. Like this yeah. movie was a commercial success, Um and, and and Alan Alan Moore is a phenomenal writer. Sure, I mean one of the, one of the century's best writers. And so it gets into the pop culture, and it, it gets a little muddied yeah. because, I mean, there's there's such a selective choosing of what Guy Fox was envy for Vendetta, but it makes for a really interesting and fun to watch movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've got V sitting on a bookshelf over here. Yeah, yeah. Um it was a great it was a great graphic novel, but it it does get a little disingenuous and and it does make it a little easier to dismiss hipster activists or hacktivists. I'm not saying there are not things that absolutely should be protested. Right, right. But it's,
1: it's a weird symbol to to crystallize your image with, right? right. You, you, kind of like
0: the Trey Guevara shirts, right? Same thing. I mean, if if you really read the guy's books, he was a son of a bitch. <laughs> he just was. It, you you take this this picture, this this uh, this snapshot of an identity of your your revolutionary hero. Mm-hmm. No one really holds up to that kind of scrutiny at right. the end of the day. But the the thing that I find distasteful about the use of the Guy Fox mask is is that it's like it's like it's like a sports jersey for political discussion it's it's oh this is the uniform that you have to wear in order to say i'm not happy with these things that the government is doing and there's a, a bazillion things that that are happening that are completely should be protested i'm glad people are protesting them right i think putting a mask on and running around um with fake plastic stiletto knives is the least effective form of political dissent yeah so I mean, I take some issue with that.
1: It's it's weird, in the fact that Guy Fox was just the dude that got caught, right? It, he he, you know, like we said, Catesby was the the real man behind it, mm-hmm. uh, the orchestrating it anyway, and and Fox was just the fall man. And we'll never know. But I mean, was he intended to get out of there? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm guessing with a slow match, he he must have wanted to set it. And then hightail it.
0: Well, but a slow match is—it's like a punk. It's—it's—it's it's, it's just a means of ignition. I mean, he would have to touch that to a fuse of some oh, sort.
1: Uh, right. Well, then it'd be a long train, I guess. To yeah, because I, I think there was something that that I read that said he was trained in long uh, fuses. Oh, okay. Or, or at least trails uh, or trains of of uh, gunpowder that then. Would, so he wasn't. It wasn't a suicide mission. He was going to light I don't it think so. and get the hell out of there. Although at one point, I think he said if if he had. If the one dude that was uh, in charge of of investigating had come down there and he had been there and and known he was coming, he would have blown him up. I think he said everything in him, too.
0: Just to get it done.
1: But who knows? That might might be something that uh, history says.
0: So let's talk about that. What if he had blown it up? I did some really cool reading on this. And
1: And I watched a video.
0: (laughs) Um, It turns out that um, whether it is one or three tons of gunpowder don't matter. (laughs) <laughs> it absolutely would have worked. Yeah. It would have worked with glorious overkill.
1: its in space. Yeah.
0: It um because the the storage room that the gunpowder was set in, um was cut into the ground. It had nine foot walls around it. It was honestly like packing a musket. The explosion had nowhere to go but up, but up mm-hmm. through wood floors, and it and it would have uh given the the way that the the building was created it would have blown the center of the building out. If somehow you didn't get killed by that, the entire building then would have collapsed in on itself into the crater. Yep. Then, you know, pulverizing whatever was left. If, if, if he had done it, it would have been entirely successful and the building wouldn't exist. Right. I mean, he, it, they knew how to blow up a building.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They, they definitely had uh, the means to, to the end (laughs) and, It's been said that Guy Fox was the last man to enter Parliament with honest intentions.
0: <laughs> <sighs>
1: but here's one fun little sexy piece of history for you.
0: Guy Fox was told by an alien how to set <laughs> the... Is that not... Oh. Sorry, guys.
1: And you didn't need any confidence. <laughs> you didn't style any amount <laughs> of hair. I didn't put on my
0: crappiest brown jacket. <laughs>
1: so there there have been allegations that the king's spy master, Robert Cecil orchestrated the whole plot to prove that Catholics were not to be trusted once and for all
0: 9-11 was an inside job (laughs) (laughs) get
1: off me listen to Fairpoint podcast (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we did that. Yeah. By the way, I think uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman is a is a good choice to play us in in the movie. Yeah,
0: both of us. He's that good.
1: Uh Yeah, uh, but the thing is with this, it's only speculation and anecdotal info that exists as evidence. There's really nothing to truly prove it. You know, you might find a little scrap of, of history here or there that mm-hmm. says, oh, well, maybe this guy talked to, to somebody else, you know, or maybe C- Cecil did this. Uh, At the time, which was two days before, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, why did he wait till the the last minute to find them? Because it's real sexy and everybody loves, uh, you know. Jack Bauer. Yeah. So we'll never know, unfortunately, or fortunately. But uh, Robert Cecil, the spymaster, could have done this. And old Guy Fawkes was the the pawn for it.
0: They call that a false flag. Is that what they call those things? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. That's
1: interesting. I don't
0: know. Yeah. That's too much work. Guy Fawkes did it. <laughs> yes, it was 400 years ago and I'm so bored. <laughs>
1: <laughs> tell me again how that plague went up the tens. yeah I told guys wasn't... tell me about the people throwing poop out the windows didn't
0: again. you say some things about the aliens a second ago can we go back to that part because yeah. I was like ooh aliens
1: I really wanted li- to know what happened when they got poop on their face
0: yeah one, one of them was like oh, why is it raining poop <laughs> <laughs> oh it is just
1: night soil he was, he was so confused
0: alright I think we're done with that <laughs>
1: Uh, so there you go. That's Guy Fawkes in a, a gunpowder nutshell for you. Yeah. Remember that one. Yeah. Man. Should, this podcast should never be forgot. Nope. And it will not be. Uh, to our, uh, uh, British friends out there, if you got anything to add or if we get anything glaringly wrong. Yeah. Cause You're... it's
0: probably, it's probably Flory. He'll have to go into the penalty box for it. Probably Flora is the one who may have may have made a mistake factually.
1: Yeah, this is your all's bag, so uh, uh, don't yeah. don't let us uh, uh, steal it too much. Don't no. be afraid to get
0: yours taste.
1: <laughs> a- anyway, uh, write us in.
0: Do you know what, uh, Flora? I gotta be honest; I've been I've been real sick of of you. Me? Yeah, I don't like how you've been treating the podcast. I don't like that I get fined if I don't go over to your house every Sunday and hang out for a few hours and listen to you ramble.
1: You've got a pretty sizable bill building up.
0: I know, I know, I know. And so... Um, Looking to uh,
1: owe them back taxes there, are we? For the uh,
0: for the last uh, few months, I've actually been secretly sneaking in small barrels and placing them underneath the chair you're sitting on. And they're full of puns! <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, I did it. I can't wait. I can't wait for uh, puns to be exploded <laughs> right up my butt. Everyone's
0: like, seriously, could you just blow that part up? Yeah. Could you just can detonate you, it? And- you
1: detonate it and then move on, please? No. Nope. Could we capture the guy that set them and, and have <laughs> yeah. them not, not explode, please? The pun powder plot? Oh, doesn't ah! count.
0: Doesn't count. <laughs> okay, it counts. Damn it. It was just inside the, the zone. Pun powder plot. Totally counts. Pond gun went off, dude. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, it feels so good. I guess you've already gone. So it's my turn now.
1: Well, uh, you don't have to count it.
0: Oh, uh, we'd we picked up a new sponsor. The podcast. Really? That's how I introduce products. Now, <laughs> pick a new sponsor for the podcast. Um, it's a, uh, artisanal bourbon Hmm. made. Uh, there's a guy in uh West Kentucky. His name is, uh, Mo Lember. So yeah. So, uh, I just we're, we're if you're out shopping, please don't don't forget. Please remember, get a fifth of Molember. <laughs>
1: <So>, yeah, <laughs> drink it by glass or by the shot.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this
1: bourbon shall never be forgotten. Uh, awesome. All right. Uh, well, I've got an entertaining, a happy New England restaurant. Ooh, yeah, it's called the Fun Chowder Spot. Oh, we it's for the whole family. Yay. Chowder. Have a taste explosion in your mouth, you <laughs> f***ing assholes. <laughs> Go
0: back to Worcester, you f***.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what do we look like, Dorchester? <laughs> <laughs>
0: we never had a problem in Dorchester, Mass. Am I right? Hey, Paulie, right. Paulie. Yeah. <laughs> you bastards. Yeah, f*** you. Say hi to your mother for me. <laughs>
1: He's a good guy. He's a good guy.
0: <laughs> oh, you know, I was a uh, I was walking I was walking home from the bus the other day. And I saw a flyer for a a, a group that's meeting. Um, and it seemed really interesting. It's a feminist-minded group about empowerment that uses uh, empirical logic, and they also enjoy marijuana. It's called the Girl Power Reason and Pot Club.
1: <laughs> Man,
0: yeah. How's that? Did did that? Was I able to duct tape that and push it up over the wall? Did that? <laughs> did that? Did that work?
1: That's got everything: gunpowder, treason, and plot. Yes, thank girl, you for saying powder, that. Reason and pot. Pot. Yeah,
0: so that's what I was doing, <laughs> and I'm, I'm glad you said that because it's embarrassing if I have to explain it. But I'm glad you did. It seems <laughs> oh, more natural. I
1: can. Oh wow, uh, something that I, I won't be attending for numerous right. reasons. So. so okay, I'll round us out here. I- I have, a, I have a pretty yummy Asian restaurant Ooh, specializing in curries. Okay. The only problem is they might give you explosive diarrhea. Uh-oh. It's Thai Fox.
0: Nice. <laughs> Blow the roof off the joint.
1: <laughs> there you go. You've made it through the puns. Congratulations. <laughs> You've survived. Now remember this day for the rest of your life. Yep. <laughs> Celebrate yep. it every year. Oi, <laughs> what's all this then, I? <laughs> what have you got down here under all this uh, uh, twigs? Nothing,
0: nothing here, constable. It's what just, have you got under that
1: bars of not, iron down nothing there? Nothing at all,
0: nothing at all. Just oh, simply, nothing at all. I, I just have it? to store these items right under the parliament. I mean, I'm, I'm having a very right.
1: Bit. Shut your gob, then. I Want to check? Wait, what's what? this? It's nothing but. Listen it's to me. <laughs>
0: Really thorough, yeah. That's that's how it A Listener mail explosion <laughs> in your face. Well, dude, I'm gonna kick this thing off. Uh, this magnificent listener mail with a great idea, a brilliant idea on our Facebook page from our friend Grant. Yeah, Grant thinks that we should uh launch a Kickstarter campaign for an ex- expedition to the hollow earth. If anything, uh, this would disprove the theory. Both skeptics and believers alike would definitely join in to fund this mission. I love this idea because. We will keep that money and use it for other things. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. but just say hey. We can try. Yeah, for our expedition to Hollow Earth.
1: 200 bucks for a plane to fly up there. Yeah. The rest of it
0: Oh man, for,
1: it's all liquor. Uh, for the liquor. Uh so what what else you got, Flora? Well, I will tell you what, I got a pun from Gray Cat. Oh, fancy, fancy feast. feast. <laughs> Gray Cat's got a pun from uh, our Legend of Sleepy Hollow episode. Awesome. It's a male strip club slash brothel. Oh, yeah. I called hear you. the Threadless Woman.
0: Oh, I like that a lot. Woman, The Woman.
1: I should have read it as Harvey Fierstein, huh? Yeah,
0: try it again. <laughs> a male strip club slash brothel
1: called the Threadless Woman.
0: Is that so wrong? it?
1: <laughs> Call your mother.
0: (laughs) Awesome. Uh, Great cat. Uh, As uh, promised, I am bad at certificates. You are still the king of Halloween, even though you don't have any documents to prove it
1: just yet. You'll get one. My bad. You'll get one. We also got something from our friend Taper. Hey, Taper. Actually sends us a a really cool poem uh, written by Ogden Nash called The Wendigo. And I think I'm gonna save this son of a bitch uh, until Yule.
0: Nice.
1: It's uh, it's really, really nicely done, Ogden Nash. Uh, that's a name, pretty, pretty popular dude. Uh, thanks, Taper. We'll, we'll definitely use this, and uh, you can tell it to your lady on the longest night of the year.
0: Uh huh. See what I'm talking about? You know what? I'm start. That's the. That's what put means gotta do me it. on the map. We got to do it. Is turning the longest night of the year into an erotic holiday. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with getting down, oh no, man, all night long. Yuletide with your lady, oh man, and then the, the Yule log fits into that mm-hmm. so nicely. Yule yeah. goat, uh, mm, no, no, I guess not. You'll you'll do it till you you'll till you cramp it? us up. <laughs> <laughs> Sing, <laughs> no, too soon, too soon. Save it, save it. We got a great email from our friend Peter in Ireland. And he wishes the happiest of Halloweens to us and also to you. Uh, I hope you enjoyed yours. Actually, I know you did because uh, him and his friend dressed as priests. Oh, wait. I'm sorry. Not just priest. Irish priest. Hold up again. Wait a
1: minute. Redundant.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Nice. Irish exorcist priest from the 1950s. Nice. That's brilliant. That's awesome. I love
1: the specificity of
0: it. And the picture looks really solid, too.
1: Uh, we're going to put this on the website, and we'll put it up on uh, Facebook, too, uh, probably. Um, unless, uh, Peter, you, you write us and are like, uh, f-
0: Take my touch. picture down. Take that. it down. <laughs> that was for your eyes, only. <laughs> don't I send you pictures just to have them plastered all over the internet. <laughs> Again, it's the best Irish we've got. Yeah, it's we'll... all we can do. Um, but he also gave us some awesome ideas uh, for upcoming episodes, one of which. I'm not going to tell you which one. One of which is getting, we're getting a lot of uh, requests requests for. So Mm -hmm. you're going to see that very soon. I would say before the year's out. Yeah,
1: probably. Yep. Some of which you'll never fucking hear. (laughs) (laughs) Bury them in your heart, for they shall never see the light of day, Um. Peter.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Peter also uh, bids us a happy Thanksgiving, although they don't have Thanksgiving there.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And what do we have to be thankful for, huh?
1: <laughs> Oliver Cromwell?
0: <laughs> <laughs> no. We have plenty to be thankful for. Seriously. Also, and they're right, we do have a very blurry Christmas on the way.
1: Yeah, yeah. Jing, ding, 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 diddling, ding, 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 ding. Whores. It's
0: all cryptids. I don't know. It's all cryptids and like, Peter, we would have done that if anyone had written that. <laughs> Don't think we're singling sure. you out. It's uh, to us the
1: sound of joy. Yeah, yeah, it sure is. Moving on. Uh, thanks, Peter. I, I gotta tell you, we are now moving into uh, the Australian section of the podcast. Uh, I will not. I will. I will wish you a
0: good day. <laughs> See, so I'm trying to. I'm trying to improve myself.
1: You're. You're doing better. Music provided by our good friend, J.V. Gish. Yeah. Thanks, Jay. To begin our uh, most excellent Australian section of the listener mail, listener Eve mm-hmm. from uh, Down Under says uh, she loves our podcast and uh, uh, keep the episodes coming. Hey, we will. Yeah. Thanks. Your uh, wish is granted. <laughs> and, uh, here's the deal. This is really cool. She was looking for info on Gobekli Tepe. Uh-huh. Stumbled upon our our stuff. Not officially, but I guess iTunesily, okay. Uh,
0: <laughs> what website? What what constitutes an official? Oh, I get it now. Yeah, the
1: actual stumbling. <laughs> All right. Uh, and uh, she says after listening to that, her boyfriend and she decided to go to fucking Turkey to see Gobekli Tepe. Brilliant! And they did. That is
0: commitment that we don't possess, and I
1: applaud you. Yeah, send us pictures of this thing.
0: It's awesome. They are so cool. They are so cool. We were just uh, pouring over them earlier.
1: I'd like to post these on on Facebook. Uh, If you don't want them up there, Eve, uh, email us. We'll take them down. Yeah. But it's really cool. sent us a couple of those and said that um, because it's in eastern Turkey, there's no tourists around. I guess eastern Turkey is not a fun place to be for tourists. Uh but there was a uh apparently an overzealous security guard that watched him like a hawk. Well, you know. Gotta gotta get your joy from He's something. Go Beckley and them teppies. He's afraid that somebody else is gonna bury it, I guess. Right. <laughs> Don't you Do <laughs> you have any dirt in your pockets? <laughs> but she uh, she brings up the point that uh, only a small section of of Göbekli Tepe the the complex has been explored. I think yeah. we even said that it was like 10% or something has been explored. There's a lot of work left, of work left right? to do there. Yeah. That's um, so
0: cool that she went though. We see that is the spirit of adventure that everybody should have.
1: Seriously. That's uh, righteous. Good on you Eve. That's awesome. And and thank you so much for for sending us the pictures and 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 it's awesome to know that uh, uh, we Helped in a decision to uh, to go out and adventure. Yeah, some, man, that's man, awesome. Now
0: that puts the onus on us. Okay, you know what? I take it back. The expedition to the to the Hollow Earth is on, and we are going there
1: <laughs> through Gobekli Tepe. Yes, <laughs> Kickstarter will be up momentarily. But that's not all we've got from our friends down under.
0: No, no, this is our this is our, our Australian explosion episode. Australusion. <laughs> I'm glad you're. I'm glad you're pleased by that. I, I'm, I'm uh, three beers deep, so I'm pleased <laughs> by everything. <laughs> Woo! Woo! Go go for it, Rick. Woo! <laughs> Our friend Daniel, who is uh, also magnificent and Australian and a talented armor smith. Yeah, that guy knows how to put together a suit of armor, which is something that I have attempted and I'm not good at
1: it. That guy knows his way around scale mail.
0: Yeah, except for he was like making real armor, and I tried to make a suit of armor <laughs> out of PBR cans. But seriously, everybody, it, if you saw a guy at a bar wearing PB armor, you're probably gonna <laughs> buy that guy a drink, right?
1: You, you've gotta finish it though. I it just you didn't
0: turn out the it. way I liked. Nah. You know what? Maybe I'll put some pictures of the parts that I finished up and people can tell me how they feel about it, because I don't think it looks good.
1: Uh spoiler alert, they're gonna like it and you're gonna finish <laughs> it.
0: <laughs> let's get let's let's make this about Daniel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, he's a geophysicist, wow. which is awesome. And he hits us up on the uh, the faces book. He's got a variety show
1: of a, of an email to us.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. He's he's covering all the bases. First of all, high fives for the sexual tyrannosaurus uh, reference. I didn't realize I was toying. I was I was I was right hovering on the lip of a penalty box. But but Daniel Daniel is a is a forgiving man and <laughs> has decided to pull my coals out of that fire. And uh, he was see this is something I was worried about the wicked podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, because when we first put it up, there were some posts like, "Oh crap, here it comes," and and I, in retrospect, felt bad. I was like, maybe I really given the Wiccans an unjustly bad deal. And after having learned about it, I actually kind of uh, I like the Wiccans. Sure, I'm into them. And so he high fives us for our, our more restrained and, and accurate look at them. Nice. So uh, and that's what we go for. So hooray for that. I mean, this is this. He really hits us with stuff here. So 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 get a snack. <laughs> Uh, he's uh, curious about some of the things, like, where we get our research done. Um, I mm. mean, gurgle. We gurgle it. Oh, yeah. We 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 troll around the internet. Oh, no. Oh, I'm stuff, sorry. but Yahoo Answers. <laughs> That's all you need I to know. I thought we made that clear, <laughs> yeah, Daniel. Yeah, very clear. Yahoo Answers. Uh, please keep singing uh, random musicals <laughs> during episodes.
1: Just wait a week, Daniel. Yeah. Just wait a week.
0: You're welcome. <laughs> and I'm sorry. <laughs> 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 um, and a ghost story. Holy Boom! Real experiences ripped from the headlines of his own mind. Um, when he was very young, uh, his grandfather passed away, and uh, three days later, um, which is significant—they were a Catholic family—and uh, the three days, Jesus' death to the resurrection. Sure. He was in his room with his brother, and they saw, just clear as day, uh, a ghost—a a, whitish-blue entity—walk through the room, and it looked—I mean, it was—it was—it was his grandfather, and it—it. Uh, it, you know, he he smiled at, at at Daniel, and which scared the hell out of him. And he hid under his covers for a second. But when he when he stuck his head back out, ghost was still there, huh. and it smiled and waved, and then it just kind of glided out through the window. And uh, the next morning, he talked to his brother, and his brothers saw the exact same thing. And his mom even said, uh, for years after his death, she could hear uh, tapping around the house. That was his cane, as though he was kind of patrolling the house and keeping everybody uh safe so Hmm. that's that's a pretty cool story wow that's that's solid that's no think you saw something that's a that's a this is what i saw happen yeah that's impressive nice Uh, also uh i really enjoy the craftsmanship of this is he's got on his list say what's that sign over yonder and you have to scroll down for it's a -a (laughs) punapalooza daniel daniel packed this uh this this lunchbox full and Uh it's it's a pun dessert so Mm -hmm, i hope you're ready mm
1: -hmm. for it hope it's not healthy Uh,
0: got a dance move healthy lunches oh man i just want some taste good i don't want no carob puns thought i thought i'd get a seven up if anyone's I ever had, treat myself has anyone ever had carob that lie people want to pretend is chocolate go <laughs> that's why people don't like hippies yep and the only reason that's <laughs> it this is a dance move from one of the wiccan ceremonies slightly awkward if sky clad the Wiccan Can. Oh. Yeah. I like that. Slightly awkward or slightly awful. Mm-hmm. How about this A School for Aspiring uh, Architects? Fallen Angles. Oh. <laughs> it nice. implies that that's not going to work out.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, setting yourself up for failure.
0: How about a new type of probiotic yogurt? Great for setting wayward stomachs. Baba's Bubbly Yogurt. <laughs> bubbly.
1: bubbly Yogurt. <laughs>
0: And uh, he promises his puns will
1: uh, improve. Uh, they hit better not. Don't people? Don't you dare. People, stop stop apologizing for puns. They're puns. Yeah. They're their, their apologies in themselves. Have we not made it clear that the pun endures no judgment? <laughs> <laughs> puns are awesome. The fact that you're writing them is awesome. Yeah, so do it. Keep it coming. Keep it coming. Don't apologize. So thank you, Daniel. Thanks. Thank you
0: for properly establishing. What a full-on Facebook note <laughs> should look like. Thank you. You are magnificent. And uh, someday you and I will get together and talk about uh, overlapping plate mail. <laughs> nice.
1: Thank you guys for writing in. You know, um, I, there was there's one thing in this podcast I, I forgot to mention. Uh, you know, James I. The same King James that has his name plastered all over. The Bible? The Bible. Ever heard of it? You know? KJV. He's the one that sponsored the writing of that version that that we know and love and love and know. Wow, wow. there so, you go. He's a very active in the church. Uh, just thought I'd throw yeah, that out there. A little was, extra was, nugget. Yeah. So, uh, thanks for writing in, you guys. Thank you keep all. Them coming.
0: Please do keep them coming because we think it's fantastic.
1: Hey, uh, what you can do to help us out if you uh, if you wish to be part of this conspiracy yes. plot, uh, go over to iTunes and give us some five stars yep. and uh, rating and. Uh, thanks to those of you who have written in. We've got a couple uh, lately. It's real nice. Yeah, thank, thank you. you guys. Uh, we subscribe love that. to us on there. Go to uh, Twitter and uh, subscribe uh, blurry underscore photos. Mm-hmm. Start following us there. Like us on Facebook. That's a big one. That'll, that'll get us out there and make us look important. Yeah, it's what we need. Yeah, we don't need to be important. We just need to look important. If you've done all that, or if you you can't, one thing that you can do tell a friend Ooh! put us out there like little mold spores and then give your your friends uh pneumonia
0: do you want to know um something that i heard once flora that stuck in my head because it irritated me so much because it was so pandering but um i was at a state fair and there's always that one booth in the state fair where people are just hawking they're just selling whatever weird thing that they sell and the guy (laughs) had this crowd he was like a good salesman whipped into a frenzy he's like now, people want to tell you, I want to tell you right now, I'm so glad you're all here. I'm so glad you're all listening because you really, you're really going to enjoy what I've got to tell you. But there's three important things when it comes to getting the word out about a product that's important. There's three important things. First one is television. Everybody knows that. You see it on TV, you're going to want it at home. Second is a telephone. Now, that's, that's what you know. You're, you're calling your friends. The third one, most important one, a friend. That's right. You got somebody here. Maybe, maybe, maybe you, uh, you're just in here. Someone's out there enjoying the tilt World. When they come back here, bring them on back here. I want them to see this as well. I know they're going to enjoy it as much as you have. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I was like, you're, you're a dick, but that's never leaving my head.
1: <laughs> so tell a friend. Yeah. Keep, but keep
0: the dream alive. Don't don't telephone or television. They don't do anything for us anymore.
1: <laughs> if you are part of a, uh, some kind of anti-establishment group that uses the old Guy Fawkes mask, and, and now you feel a little disillusioned, uh, first of all, thanks for listening. But secondly, yeah. now is your chance to come up with a new image for your movement. <laughs> Well, also, I think I think the bandana is still pretty cool. I
0: mean, it's it's definitely in the, the 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 waning time of its relevancy. The bandana tied around the face, but I mean, it's better it's better because at least you can be like, "No, I just had a bandana, and I really wanted to protest." As opposed to, "Yeah, I had my mom drop me off at the strip mall on Hot Topic. <laughs> I got um I got a a, a t shirt that had Mario Brothers on it, and then I also got this mask." <laughs>
1: So anyway, for this episode of Blurry Photos, I am Guido Flora. Oh, nice! That's really good. I didn't even think of that
0: one. And I'm Dave. And a papa says no, (laughs) Stecco.
1: Arrivederci.